Welcome, friends. You are listening to Conversations with Consequences, the podcast of the Catholic Association, where you get witty and charming conversation about the topics that matter to you with the leading thinkers of our time. This is what we call a podcast bonus episode. It's a short episode, but we wanted to address an issue that uh, is very big in the news right now, which is the fact that new rules at HHS under the Trump administration have defunded Planned Parenthood of some of the many millions of dollars that they receive from federal and uh, state funds, specifically federal funds in this case, from the Title X uh, federal funds that are provided for family planning services. So uh, this has caused a huge uproar. Planned Parenthood is talking about the sky falling, women are going to die. And uh, this, uh, I think it bears um, a lot of uh, explanation to the public about what exactly is going on. We, I'm on uh, this call with uh, my co-host, Andrea Picciotti-Bayer. Hello, Andrea. Hi, Gracie. Thanks for having me. I don't think I introduced myself. I'm Dr. Gracie Christie. I'm a physician. Andrea is a lawyer. And uh, we think we uh, can get a handle of all this. And we've asked someone in to speak to us, Dr. Bruchalski. And he is a former abortion doctor who has, for at least the past 25 years, dedicated his life and ministry as a doctor to helping women in a pro-life way. Uh, he, um, he did abortions in, during his residency. He did it out of a desire to help women, but he quickly realized that abortion was not achieving the freedom, health, and happiness that these women sought. Uh, he returned to the Catholic faith after that. And then in 1994, he founded Tepeyac Center in Fairfax, Virginia. Hello, Dr. Bruchowski. Thank you for joining us on Conversations with Consequences. Hey, Gracie. Hey, Andrea. It's, um, it's an incredible delight to be here with you uh, in the middle of a day seeing patients. And so I'm so grateful to be with you all. Oh, well, thank you. It's so good for you to take this time out. We, we know that you had a patient right before us and you have a patient right after us. So we're going to be nice and brief <laughs> and direct because we don't want to keep you away from those women that need you. So, no. Dr. Buchowski, so you must have been, when all this uh, fell out over uh, Title X, and, and I'm sure you keep your ear to the ground and you, you've heard all these uh, sky is falling rhetoric from Planned Parenthood. Um, what, what is... What is your reaction when you hear all this about Title X? You're, you're a man who works with women um, who, uh, you know, need Title X services, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Gracie, this is all, and Andrea, this is all couched within this whole idea that medicine today has become healthcare. Uh, patients have become clients. Um, it's about money. Mm-hmm. It's about politics. It's not about health care. Us OBs have always been taught to take care of two patients, always never pit one life against the other. And uh, abortion has never been part of health care. When it was passed back in the 70s, um, it was a political decision. It was never voted on. The science never changed. Mm-hmm. And you can see that happening now with Planned Parenthood. Ever since 1970, Uh, Title X was designed in the 1970 to be given to health care, medical centers that wanted to provide family planning. But because abortion is not health care and it's a political solution decision um, with medical consequences, um, you just can't fudge, fungible, the money 
or the location, meaning if you do family planning, you just can't refer or perform abortions. You've got to keep the two separate. But since the 1970s, during the 70s and 80s, um, the government looked the other way. Planned Parenthood got that money. And it wasn't until Reagan in the 80s said, wait a second, you've got to do a better job. Well, now we know that Planned Parenthood says, oh, we're a healthcare organization. We care about women's health. It's only 3%, abortion is only 3% of That's a lie. They're all making it up because they've buried abortion services at the heart of what they do. They're the largest abortion provider. They do 330000 a year, 900 a day, just in this program alone. And so what happens is, is that there's always been this discrepancy. It's not really health care. Mm-hmm. And so this administration has just gone back to say, well, we're not going to defund you. We, you just can't. You have to show us that you don't refer or mm-hmm. you don't perform abortions when we give you this money. Because we do and have that, something, the fed, we have something called the Hyde Amendment, which specifically prohibits federal money going to uh, promote or perform abortions. Isn't that correct? Correct. But remember, it's always a political decision. Mm-hmm. A new administration comes in, they look the other way. They don't want to enforce the law. The other administration you know, comes Burchett, in. And, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Dr. Burchowski, one of the, the first reactions I think so many people had to this announcement was, blessed be God, right? Money, taxpayer money isn't going to be gone uh, to do some sort of shell game that's going to benefit abortion providers. My yeah. second thought was, what is it going to fund now? And the first idea that I had was, it's going to fund places like Dr. Bruchowski's clinic. And these are yeah. um, important. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit. I, I was actually one of your patients, some of my older kids when we lived here um, in the, the early 2000s were, were received at the Tepeyac Family Center um, and in, in Fairfax and Nova Hospital by you. Thank you. They're great kids. <laughs> um, and I was wondering if you could talk about um, your clinic and colleagues of yours, and especially pro-life doctors, that are there really serving the needs of especially low-income women that are looking for family planning services, particularly in ones that are consistent with Catholic teaching, and, and whether or not you think this is an opportunity for, for more growth and more expansion of these kinds of beautiful services. No, Dr. Bruchowski, before you answer that question, let me just explain to our listeners, in case they don't know, Title X covers, uh, and they spend, Title X's uh, budget is about $400 million a year spent mm-hmm. by the federal government, and it's for contraceptives and natural family planning, infertility services, breast and cervical cancer screenings, and also infection uh, prevention and care for STDs and HIV, also adolescent abstinence counseling. So I just want to set the stage there for our listeners who might not know that this um, family planning fund funds a great range of services. Absolutely. No, I'm, I, I'm so glad for the clarification because I think, I think you're spot on about the, um, the, the blessing here. There's three. One is the money is not going to kill innocent human life. Number two, it once again shows the true color of the other side of Planned Parenthood. They're more interested in abortion than they are with women's health. They fired Dr. Wen. They have talked about the 
dissection or the destruction of babies during abortion to get body parts in various videos. But most importantly, it's the positive. It's to take this money out of the abortion-providing industry that we don't want money to go to and giving it to people who are in the trench serving women with need and giving them options. We, we talk about all the options. We just don't direct them to go have an abortion. You provide all their options. You provide all their real options. And then you provide real medical health care, caring for the two patients. And so I do think it's a great opportunity to begin to look at Title X and to look at this money as a resource for all of us, especially those in the pro-women's health care centers, that we're across the country and we're trying to provide real care. And so that money would come in very helpful to actually provide all those services that they're talking about. Do, do, you, do you foresee um, a situation where you might be able to apply to a ti- for a Title X grant and receive a grant? Do you, do you think that your kind of family uh, planning uh, that supports life and promotes healthy families uh, could, could qualify for one of these grants from Title X? You know, um, I know, once again, they're not, the money is still there. They're not cutting the dollars at all. They just want to go back to the 1970 law that says we don't want to fund abortion services. And so I do believe that um, we need to take a real serious look because there are some really great people behind some really solid laws that are trying to get out of the politics of this, get out of the abortion business, and bring it into basic, excellent health care. Now, there's such a fine line between um, contraception and abortion with so many agents like RU486 that work after implantation um, that we have to be knowledgeable about it. But absolutely, they're doing great work there. And so once again, it's not that these money should not go to pregnancy centers, but once again, pregnancy centers are not full medical clinics. They don't care for the whole woman through the, all the for pregnancy and then deliver their child. So we've been on this front edge or cutting edge of trying to show people they can have both ends. You know, for all of you faith-based and good pro-life doctors and PAs and nurse practitioners out there, please think about this. What an opportune time for us to really get into this care, to really serve our communities, but to be able to take money from a government that's trying to solve a problem. How do we provide yeah. good care to women in need? And how do we care for both patients? How do we do non-directive counseling on all the issues and show them that abortion is never a real good solution? It should always be rare. Doctor, you bring up most. you bring up an yeah, interesting so. point because one of the criticisms that Planned Parenthood is using very strongly is this idea of a gag rule. They're saying that this that these new rules put a gag on the mouths of doctors and physicians, I mean, doctors and nurses and, and these providers, when it comes to abortion, that, you know, Planned Parenthood would qualify as a, a, a legitimate method of family planning, obviously, that's their <laughs> business. <laughs> um, right. What do you think about this uh, accusation that it's a gag rule? I think it's a political smokescreen. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. getting 
$400 million in their Medicaid reimbursement, just as a for instance. They're getting plenty right. of money. They've, they've already written grants to replace the $60 million or 5% of their budget that they're not going to get this way. They're not going to lose anything. This is a political stunt. This is a political stunt because they're trying to couch the fact that they're more interested in abortion than they are in women's health. But specifically, doctor, specifically on the gag rule, do you do you no, think? That's, that's, mm-hmm. No, go ahead. No, 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 no go ahead. Just your, the question specifically on the gag rule. Who's what do they accuse people of not being able to say? And what does the actual law, the regulation, say about what how doctors can or cannot speak about abortion? As, as best as I know, you can't refer for the abortion directly, and you can't have the abortion provider on your in your premises. And so because they are so pro-abortion, that would um, not allow them to take this money. They still can talk about abortion, but just in a non-directive fashion, that it's one of many options we have. Mm-hmm. But they can't even you know go I, there. Yeah, go ahead, ma'am. I, I was going to say I find very interesting. I think that Planned Parenthood operates under a gag rule. And what they do silence is alternative options including supporting yeah. a woman in birth. And and it's really um, heartening to know that there are going to be resources and funds being given to clinics like yours um, to, to encourage and support options, more choices, positive oh, birth outcomes that are actually with birth happening. Yes, ma'am. Abortion is part of their bottom line financial. That's why they, they, they count those metrics. And so you're exactly right. The gag rule is on giving them full information to make a real decision based on good, mm-hmm. accurate medical information about their pregnancy. And so I kind of mm-hmm. like the way you talk about And I, I think a lot of it is just psychological transfer. They're using it because, oh, my God, Americans don't like to hear that you're being limited. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. that at all. We can talk about abortion. We just can't direct you to go have it in our facility so we can make the money. It's interesting. Well, and I think it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great opportunity to celebrate this nice change of what's going on in, in the federal government. There are more options available for women, especially uh, low-income women. And, and that's oh, ab- something that hasn't been the case. Absolutely. And it's a great opportunity for us um, out here in the trenches uh, who have not been privy to that, you know, to that, um, to that help. And so kudos to the courage and the clarity, both on the medical and the legal side, um, on this Title X issue. Kudos to though at mm-hmm. HHS and those who are in the administration in that regard. You know, we really can't take that for granted. It's been amazing work that the fellows, the the guy, the the fellows and the ladies at HHS are doing. With this, this this is a huge advancement for, for the United States, for women and men, for families in general. And thank you, Dr. Buchowski, for joining us. And, and we, we will pray for your work in the trenches, as you say. And, and we hope that if, that if it's possible, you'll be able to get some of this Title X money uh, to do what you do so well for the women in Tepeyac. Thank you so much thank for you. your uh, thoughts, prayers, and opportunity to be here with you all today. 
I'm so glad we had Dr. Brachowski on. I'm really, I admire the fact that he did this uh, 180 degree turn in his in in his uh, ideas about women's health and and understanding what they really need, and then went out and did something about it and founded funded founded this Tepeyac Center, which by all accounts uh, sounds fabulous. That they take care of women of, of women and men and people of, of low income. And really support their efforts to build healthy families. Well, and Gracie, having been a patient uh, at Tepeyac, it really is um, a mixed income community of people that go in there, and and it's it's wonderful. I constantly had to check myself because every time I'd see Dr. Brachowski, I'd say, "Thank you, Father," because he's a really holy man. Not only is he a talented uh, physician and a, and a you know just out of um, kind of incredible obstetrician, but he really is living his faith through his profession at a time which is very um, difficult and sometimes nerve-wracking for, for young parents or for parents going through complicated pregnancies, and he, he treats them with so much love and concern. Well, I don't know if he's going to be applying to one of these grants, but it sounds like Tepeyac... I think he should. I've been totally encouraging <laughs> It sounds like Tepeyac could use one, and they could do lots of good work for it. I know there is a play, there is a non-abortion uh, providing center in California, a group called Obraya, and they've already received a grant. This is also... This is Gall and Wormwood to Planned Parenthood, who's really mourning their $60 million they lost. And, I, you know, let me just point out to our listeners that Planned Parenthood's profits in 2017 were over $244 million. This is profits. This is not uh, their revenues, but their profits. So um, amazing no, that, that, that they're mourning their $60 million when all they had to do was uh, separate their facilities. I know that's hard. That takes money, but they apparently have the money to do it. Well, and I think what we can look forward to is a lot more beautiful babies being born um, and, and families being supported in these clinics to be able to deal with whatever is coming their way and have the encouragement and support of well-formed, loving doctors and other medical professionals. Exactly. Exactly, Andrea. Well, thank you for doing this podcast with me, Andrea, and thank you for... That was really great. Thank you for bringing us Dr. Buchowski. You you brought him to us because you know him uh, personally. Deliver two of your babies, as you were saying. And, uh, no, and it, it, I think everyone, um, it would be great if the country had more... Dr. Bruchowski. Well, maybe, so you know, I think that, that I think that this rule from these new HHS rules of uh, applying to Title X does create the environment where more beautiful centers like Tepeyac will be available to um, to women and men who can and families and adolescents and people of all ages can go and receive real family planning, the kind that supports life. So you've been listening to Conversations with Consequences, a service of the Catholic Association. I'm your host, Dr. Gracie Christie, joined today by my co-host, Andrea picciotti Bayer. She's our legal eagle at the Catholic Association. And Dr. Buchowski was kind enough to join us for uh, to tell us about his center, Tepeyac. And we will have links to his center so you can see the good work that he's doing. And uh, that's all for now. Thank you, Andrea, for joining us. And thank you, listeners. Do subscribe at thecatholicassociation.org slash podcasts. <laughs>